The Alpha Sessions with Alan Joyce. So this is The Alpha Sessions and today I'm very pleased to be joined in the studio by Clara Popel. Welcome along. Hello. Thanks for coming down. Thank you. Um, some amazing music that we're going to treat you to during the course of this <laughs> session. I can't wait to share it with you. Um, but let's talk a little bit about your story firstly because you're actually from Cumbria, aren't you? Yeah. Um, when did you make the move to London? So my dad has always been in London. He's, um, he's a classical musician so he used to commute from Cumbria to London and I officially moved down probably three years ago when my mum bought a boat. So I'm not, you know, London, well, well versed in London, but I feel like I'm getting, getting the hang of it. Mm. <laughs> and the boat is an amazing story in itself, which we're going to come on to later on because it feeds into some of the gig stuff that you do. Yeah. Um, I read in your bio that you're described as a soul trip uh, hop looper with the mm -hmm. lungs of a deep sea diver, the heart of a Barbary lion and the voice of an English English choir girl, which is an amazing description. <laughs> and what I love about listening to your stuff is that it feels like it's almost its own genre in itself. Like, Thank you. How, how would you describe it and how did you come across that genre? Yeah, well, guess who wrote that bio, first of all? My mum. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank Obvious. you, mum. Great, though. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, so genre-wise, I guess it's really hard nowadays because what an artist would love to do is make their own sound, you know, try and be as original as possible. Um, so combining all of my inspirations, I say trip-hop because it's quite dark and synthy. And then soul, I love, I was part of a few gospel choirs, so I use the kind of gospel harmonies that I learnt um, when I was in my days in the choir. And I mean, it's kind of pop a bit yeah. because it's popular it's like falling under that category my dad calls it pop music because he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't know anything <laughs> he, everything, yeah. he knows classical and he knows yeah. pop yeah so. I mean the nearest comparisons if I was trying to compare at all I was thinking of the likes of Massive Attack Portishead those sort of yeah um, thank you but even so <laughs> it's like an amazing unique sound and I love it so thank you um, yeah it's brilliant so music then has obviously always been like a massive part of your life yeah you, you from a very musical family are you? yeah my dad actually who was a success I mean I think he wouldn't say he was successful but I'm pretty sure he was very successful as a, a classical cellist and a conductor of an orchestra. He um, claims that he was forced into music and that he got made to practice for like eight hours a day when he was a child. So I don't know if he learnt to be amazing or it must have been, you know, inherent somewhere. Mm. Um, and then singing wise, yeah, it just kind of just popped out. Um, and my mum isn't, my brother's very musical as well. And my mum, is a writer so there's a lot of creative genes flying around yeah sounds like it so did you perform together as a family at any point or no I mean me and my brother tried to go into try and be like Billy and Phineas <laughs> kind of thing but um, we are not made to work together in that capacity yeah. sadly um, <laughs> yeah so what sort of music did you grow up listening to would you say most of the time well my mum is very current which is great so we were listening to whoever was famous at the time which means my old like my knowledge of music pre the 90s was terrible until recently I didn't know who the clash were I didn't know were, who the stone rose anyone like that so I was just having to like play catch up yeah um and classical music wise I I should know more I don't listen to it very often though no I don't listen to it a lot mm. other than 
going to classical concerts. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those genres that you have to see it yeah, live. Yeah, sure. just a personal thing. Um, so wh at what point did you decide that you wanted to make music your thing? Um, well, I've always sung, and at school I used to be like the little representative for my school to go and so they'd send me out and go and sing in places which was great um, but they'd give me like pieces of music a band or a company accompanists and um, so all throughout my school years I knew how to sing and perform but I'd never really written anything on I didn't know how to produce and I didn't know how to play an instrument so when I left um, school and went to uni I had to learn that one has to write their own songs. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know what production was. I'd never even heard of Logic um, or Ableton. Uh, so I'd say probably within the past two or three years, I've realised that I can do music. I've always wanted to do it, but realising when you can, can actually do it um, is comes later, I think, for all creatives. But you went to the famous uh, BIM Institute in Manchester, mm. the British and Irish Modern Music Institute. So did that kind of give you a lot of the tools that you now use in terms of your writing and performing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they told me what logic was. <laughs> right. I was like, thanks. Okay. <laughs> I wish I'd known about that before. <laughs> but great. And they, yeah, they helped us to like write music, how to perform better, how to work together in a band. Mm. And that is also where I discovered my loop pedal. Mm. Which is amazing in itself. And we haven't had many loop pedals in the studio over the last few years. Um, cool. But um, it is very cool. Did you make a conscious decision that you were going to do that rather than learning an instrument? Yeah. Well, I spent the first like year and a half at BIM panicking, trying to find companies, accompaniment people, and um, trying to learn the guitar and the piano and all that kind of thing. And I was just so bad and it was so frustrating. Um, so not by choice but I'd say it was a blessing that it landed in my lap because it meant I could accompany myself mm. with the only thing that I knew how to do mm. which is sing so I've accidentally become a techie a techie person <laughs> I was going to say and it is quite technical would you describe yourself as a as a techie prior to that? not really right. I, I can use a loop pedal and I can use you know I can plug things in yeah. <laughs> and I know how to fiddle around with vocal effects yeah. um, but no I'm not that techie I'd love to become one of those people that's got like an octopus of like loads of different legs mm. of like the different technology bits like um, who's that person who does it uh, FKJ do you know FKJ yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah he's like surrounded by equipment and he yeah. just plays it all I'd love yeah. to get to that point point. and how long would you say it took you to kind of get to a stage where you felt confident looping because again as you'll hear in the performances being able to loop your voice straight away being able to kind of add claps and effects and bits and pieces like you've got to get to a stage where you can do it first time there must have yeah. been times where you kind of did it hundreds of times over and you kind of thought oh I'm never going to get this yeah. how long did it take you to get confident on it would you say um, the amount of gigs that I did probably last year not 2023 2022 um, where I'd have to start again halfway through it go wrong it was all and you, there's no choice you can't just glaze over it and carry on you've got to start from the beginning because otherwise the whole song is just out mm. of sync um, but it took me I did the Fringe I did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August and that was a show every night for a whole month um, and that just really sharpens up your skills to be well, honest yeah. Yeah. that was really really that was really good and then I try and do as many gigs as possible because 
the only way to practice is live I think like it's so different in your bedroom you can you can sing really well you're completely relaxed you're not thinking about there's no distractions so and like you've got to get on a stage yeah. to properly practice I, I think it's amazing because I mean you can tune up a guitar when mm. you're doing it your voice you've got to hit it you oh, can't like you've got I to know. get it right first time every time and I have to say by the way like for anyone watching this there were no outtakes at all <laughs> like you smashed it out first time so um, so what you hear is, is the first take um, so how long did it take would you say to sort of find your sound that you've got now yeah I'd say it's been within the last year that it's come about um, maybe two years but like 2022 I was not doing that much it was kind of lockdown we were all having a nice time or not having a nice time <laughs> depending on which lockdown you're talking mm. about um, we were I was just being a bit slow about getting my act together uh, so I'd say within the last year I've properly solidified my sound mm. but what's what's confusing is that this is my live sound so my recorded sound can do anything because all I'm making is like a very foundation base of music with my with my voice and you can add a thousand things to that so I'm still working out what my recorded sound is at the moment and clearly there's a lot of influence from the gospel singing that you did in mm. terms of your voice because you were head chorister at the age of 16 weren't you so yeah that was a that was a classical choir though right yeah okay but did was that always a style of music that you were really interested in anyway gospel yeah yeah I love gospel gospel is like the epitome of joy and spirit and just love in a room even if you're religious or not like it feels incredible mm. to sing in harmony and to clap and move like that so when I went to BIM I joined the Manchester Harmony Gospel Choir and then um, which really got me hooked on it just the harmonies and the soul that's in gospel is just like unmatched um, and then in, when I came to London, I joined the London African Gospel Choir. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was amazing. I was with yeah. them for six months. And that just, yeah, I just took all my knowledge from that and applied it to a loop pedal because I get to create my own choir, essentially. Yeah. And, and well, let's hear one of the tracks now then, actually, because um, the first track you performed for us was a track called Brother. So um, tell us about that track. So I have been told that I sound like a druid when I sing someone's <laughs> I don't know what that means but I was they were like yeah you conjure out this kind of pagan spirit so I was like right I'm gonna write a song that so that's what that melody is sort of meant to be um emanating and um it is I have a brother it's not actually about him um it's about when you're in a dream and you are wanting someone to stay as near by you as possible and they're slipping away behind glass and you know when you're in a dream and you can't tell what's real or reality anymore
The Alpha Sessions with Alan Joyce. I'm going to get you to talk us through the technology side of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, so talk us through the stuff that you bought for today. If anyone's watching this for the first time, thinking, "Oh, what does that do?" What does mm. that do? Talk us through your setup. So, my it's called a Boss RC505 MK2. <laughs> That's catchy. So technical, yeah. I yeah, know. Yeah. And it has five tracks on it, and I loop and layer into different tracks. So I'd record the and then I record that in three part harmony onto one track and then I record the breathy thing I thought that was a bit druidy Um, and then a bit of rhythm and then the chorus is recorded which is I don't know three or four harmonies recorded onto one track so basically when you go into performances you have half the track pre-recorded basically yeah we don't tell people that though no (laughs) no i'm joking i'm joking but um, (laughs) but yeah so so you've got to make sure as you do each track yeah the right pre-recorded yeah yeah i also i sing the fancy way of saying how i sing i sing in microtones which is basically i sing flat right okay (laughs) so if i sing out of tune with the pre-recorded stuff then it can come through it's an absolute ear it bleeds your ears and it's wrong when you're like a few hertz out of tune with yeah. what you've pre-recorded yeah. it can go wrong well it was absolutely spot on today <laughs> that's for sure so um and i've been told i got perfect pitch so uh, oh so, yeah so dude. yeah it was absolutely tight oh, it was great oh, that's good um so let's talk a little bit about the ep that you released yeah. last year uh, called it's the girl which you released in november so mm-hmm. talk us through how that all came about so it's the girl the was the first song that I ever released. It was the first song that I ever wrote. Um, it I'd never written a song before I went to BIM, and I was like very overwhelmed by the idea of having to write lyrics. Melody is fine because that's what I do best. I'd say that's why I love using a loop pedal. Um, and lyrics wise, I couldn't think about. I just didn't know what to do. But anyway, eventually I came up with this song, and that was like the triggering of me and my writing journey um and so is it always uh, melody first when you're writing always melody right. first okay uh that's the only really way i know how to do it but i've just started recently trying it the other way around but anyway um so those the rest of the songs on the ep uh, i'll be the winter last dance and balance my mum helps me write my lyrics and she's a writer so she she writes magical realism and yeah. she wrote the lyrics the, well, some of the lyrics to those last three ones. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's why they're a bit more allegorical. Yeah. Um, Would you collaborate, do you think, in the future? Um, are you interested in doing that as more of a thing, collaborating with other artists and doing co-writes? Yeah, definitely. And I love writing, I love people giving me lyrics. Like, that just saves me a whole world of hassle. <laughs> I just am not a lyricist. Um have you come to enjoy it more though as a, as a songwriter I mean yeah. are there certain sort of days where you wake up and you're sort of heads full of ideas of like lyrics and stuff and yeah I, there's the last song that I sang um, Hot Moon that just came out one day and I was like great I can write lyrics they're, they're a bit nonsensical to be honest but if you really listen and I give you the the background of what the song's about then it does make a bit of sense so when you did the four tracks, so the four tracks on the EP, mm-hmm. It's a Girl, I'll Be the Winter, Last Dance, and Balance, mm-hmm. uh, which also has a music video, which we'll come back to. Yes. Did you know you were going to write those four for the EP, or is it just a collection of songs that you decided to group together? Collection of songs. Okay. This year, I'm aiming for EP with a thread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
and maybe next year I'll be able to write an album. That would yeah, be amazing. Be I don't know how I don't know how artists do it where they've got a whole idea and then they split split it up into yeah. like ten chunks, I guess. Yeah. Out of the four tracks on the EP, which one would you say is your favourite one? Ooh. Um uh, probably it's the girl weirdly. It depends what month I'm on. Yeah. It depends how many times I've listened <laughs> to each of them. They're all special for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Balance is obviously meant the title track. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And and talk us through the music video for that. Mm. How was that? Are you keen to do more music videos? Yeah, it was so, so fun. I did it with a Bristol film school and I worked with a load of young creatives who were just kind of, everyone's starting out in their creative journey, so those producers, directors, film um, uh, videographer, a director, and a stylist, and it was just the coolest thing to work together with people my age who are mm. also still like, we're all still finding our feet a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we all came to the boat for a weekend and just dressed me up like a pop star and put me in different locations and got me to dance and sing, and it was the coolest thing. And this theme of performing in different locations is yeah. something that's on your socials which oh I yeah like. yeah yeah so i mean i had a quick look through so there's one of you performing in the snow in scotland yeah you're on a, a sunny rock in cornwall a jungle somewhere i think yeah so I, I mean did that consciously come about that you wanted to choose some unusual locations or i what's the thing here? um it didn't i didn't really mean to it wasn't like i'm gonna go and make loads of long videos mm. i just wasn't performing at the time so I thought and I live in Cumbria or I was living in Cumbria at the time so I thought I've got an opportunity to make some amazing videos um, and my family like I was saying to you before spread about all around the country so I just go and stay with them and set up a camera in some amazing location the snowy the snowy one was filmed by my uncle um, and that was right on top of the glen like we were wow. so far high up you couldn't tell how high up we were but yeah. he drove us all the way up there um and was the cameraman locations dude um and that was the video that got me won me the abbey road competition oh, wow. yeah brilliant just something yeah. we want to talk about as well but yeah. in terms of places that um that you would love to perform at i mm. mean are there any places in the uk that you think oh it'd be so cool to do a video there yeah. what's on your bucket list Probably in Bayer Lake, because I'm from the Lake District, so I need to get one you actually should, yeah. by a lake. Yeah. I've done a lot of mountain ones, maybe by a river. We've got a river that we swim at. Um, I just need to buy one of those big generators, and then I can go anywhere and film them anywhere. Yeah. yeah. But I should make it a thing. So let's talk about your second track now, which is a cover version, actually. Um, talk us mm. through the reason why you wanted to do this as a cover version. I love this song and I actually it was the first time I ever came I've only just put two and two together now but the first time I ever saw a loop pedal which was in a class um, at BIM it was a TC Helicon Voice Live Touch 2 another catchy name thank you word for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and our teacher brought it out and I had a go with it and I think I, I I've only that's so weird that I've just remembered it now but I sang Sonnentanz because it's one of my favourite songs and the singer Will Hurd I just think he sings it so well um, and then I was feeling about the other day trying to 
think of another cover because I love doing covers. It's so far, if I could do covers for the rest of my life, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> but like, I love doing covers because someone's already written the melody and the lyrics, so yeah. you just steal it. I know. 
Alpha Sessions with Alan Joyce. And talking of covers, actually, you released a cover of Halo just before Christmas yeah. as well, didn't you? Which is definitely worth listening to. Um, why in particular did you want to cover that song? So during the Fringe in August, I was busking as well as doing my residency. And um, busking's really hard. Busking is like, I didn't realise there was a whole different skill set you needed because mm. you've got to you've got to stop people from going about their day people aren't there to watch you so I started off by singing all of my own songs and no one was listening so I was like right obviously I need to do some covers and Halo is just a belter Mm. Beyonce's got some good tracks would you do more busking would you say I mean have have you bussed in London at all no I've never bussed in London I don't think I would Mm. it's put me off (laughs) (laughs) I'm so bad I mean it, it strikes me as being terrifying I know a lot of people have had some great experiences yeah. with it but um well yeah definitely and I hate I'm too I love people watching me too much yeah. in yeah. the most narcissistic way possible <laughs> I love the attention <laughs> so this would probably be a good chance to talk about gigs then yeah um and uh going back to the boat that you've been talking mm-hmm. about um this is your very own venue to put your own gigs on yes so how did that all come about so I when my mum bought the boat about three years ago and me and my brother now rent from her um, it was just like the most beautiful thing I think I'd ever seen and um, I'd always wanted to put gigs on and it's it's just a really great way of bringing artists together and I'm trying to create like a little community kind of thing between all of the grassroots artists in London at the moment um, so I was killing two birds, three birds with one stone, which is showing people the boat because I love the boat, creating a community around emerging artists who are struggling, don't know, don't have like a, um, don't have easy access to gigs, mm. and um, also an excuse for me to perform every month. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So you basically headline, as yeah. obviously you should, your own gigs every month. <laughs> um, so, so how can people find out more? I mean, especially because a lot of artists obviously who come on the opposition yeah. are just starting out. Yeah. If anyone's kind of listening to thinking, oh, I'd love to be part of that. Absolutely. Um, how, how would they go about getting involved? So everyone and anyone, whether they want to come watch, whether they want to come perform, whether they want to come and hold the door. <laughs> I would love a door person, by the way, if they exist. Yeah. Um, message me on Instagram, Clara Popel Music. Perfect. That is where you find me. I, I'm very active on social, so I will reply. And they're on the last Friday of every month, you said? Yeah, yeah. last yeah. Friday of every month. Yeah. Do you? How far in advance do you book artists? Have you got the next couple planned out already? Or? I don't, but I have some people in mind. But, I mean, I should start booking really far in advance. It's quite nice leaving it a bit because then if you happen to go to a gig and find an amazing mm. person that you want to perform then mm. leaving it a bit open ended yeah so it's all still to play for out there great yeah get your get your um, nominations in now <laughs> um, we'll definitely try and go along to one of those because yeah. it sounds really fascinating I mean for you what is the perfect gig venue what do you look for when you're trying to find places that you want to play yeah um, that's a great question I just want everyone to be quiet yeah. 
that's all I really care about. And obviously the sound being good. So intimate settings can be really, really good. Like um, the old sofa sounds, how they used to do it, where everyone is there to watch a gig, everyone's sitting down, everyone's quiet. But also like some of the bigger venues can have amazing sound and have an even bigger impact. So. They are quite hard to find, though, venues mm. like that. I just love the idea, as you were saying that, that basically when artists are coming to your gig mm -hmm. in your house, you'd be like, shut up, it's my house. Yeah, I know, I can. Like, yeah, it's great. I'm completely great in power control. power to have, isn't it? That is brilliant. So what would you say is the favourite place you've ever performed at? Um, probably this venue called Matchstick Pie House in Deptford. Right. Uh, it's in the old railway arches. And I was playing there for a promoter called Indigo Blue, and there were loads. It's a great space. I'm on the same level as the audience. It's lit up really well. The sound was amazing. It's big, and it was full. Um, and yeah, that was probably probably the best. It was full of music students, so I don't know if it was because of the audience that were there, but also people who go to Matchstick Pie House, they go there for the music. I feel like your music would come across really well in like a chapel setting as well, oh, just because of the acoustics the and dream. stuff. Yeah, 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 one day. Yeah, I'm gonna try and rent and try and try and book out St Pancras Old Church one day oh, soon. That would be amazing. Yeah, we'll be there if you do that. Nice. That's for sure. um, and you also mentioned there before about Abbey Road. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is an incredible story in itself. Tell us more about how that came about as well. Yeah. Um, my mum said, "Oh, have you seen this competition?" apply for it you do it through Instagram and you do a hashtag and I was like alright mum <laughs> there's loads of them obviously yeah. I'm not going to win it she's like go on go on just do it so I just, just put a hashtag on this video that I, the snowy one that I'd released in January and then I won it and it was I couldn't believe it they said out of a thousand people or something like a thousand applicants you and two others have won an opportunity to come to Abbey Road and perform and record with this incredible producer called Hannah V. Um, I haven't actually released the track yet. Um, I probably should do that. I'm still, I'm still sitting on it. Did you kind of feel the kind of history and stuff as soon as you walked in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing place to walk into. What's so cool about Abbey Road is that, well, they claim that they can't change any of the studios um, because the acoustics will tra change, the treatment will be different. So you go into Studio One, I think it's called, the big one, and it literally looks like an old shabby sports hall. Mm. Bits of falling down, well, they're not quite falling down, that's rude, but, you know, <laughs> it's really old retro vibe. Yeah. And um, so you can even, you can smell the history in yeah. there because it's that it's old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, must have been an awesome experience. Yeah, it was so cool. And they were like, this is where Yoko Ono slept for three days while the Beatles recorded their album. Wow this is where Adele and uh, there was actually this one moment when I was asking about what mic I could use and there's one guy who works there who's solely in charge of the microphones mm. he's called Lester and um, I was like where, where where does Lester hang out where is Lester Lester was hidden in some in the mic cupboard I think <laughs> and he just appeared one day with these microphones and it was like and I was like who's used them he was like, oh, I don't know, you know, Adele, Shirley Bassey. It was like everyone's <laughs> used them. music, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's just like absorbing probably all the old spit of all these big stars. Yeah, that's a lovely image. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you get to use any of these microphones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah. <sighs> I know, they use the same microphones for everyone. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's mad. It was really cool. Yeah. 
but now they'll be saying, you know, Adele, Shelley Bassey, Clara, Clara Popel. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's very, very cool. Yeah. So what else have you got planned in 2024? What's, what's, the, uh, what's the goal for this year? So the goal for this year is to release another EP and have some singles before that, release some singles before that, another music video if possible, um, carry on doing the boat gigs and hopefully play at some of the proper... The, the bigger festivals. I played Candle Calling last year, um, which was cool. Where but, would be the dream festival to play at? What would be your ultimate? I mean, even on just at, at one of the smaller stages at Glastonbury, I would obviously really? go mental. Yeah, I would love that. Or somewhere like um, Love Supreme. I love all of the lineup for Love Supreme. All of those artists that play every year are like my biggest inspiration in terms of soul music mm. um, but obviously like a little stage at Glastonbury would be wicked that'd be so cool yeah. fingers crossed that's good yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about um, before we plug your socials and stuff there's yeah. um, one track that you're going to finish on in a minute called um, Hot Moon which we mm-hmm. talked about briefly before mm-hmm. so is this one of the tracks you're hoping to release fairly soon yes I think that will be the lead single of uh, my EP to come out and it's about it's about when a full moon can basically make you go a bit crazy okay yeah it's quite random yeah. it's not it, it has it makes a lot of sense in my head but um and maybe some people will understand what i'm talking about but you know the like crazy intensity that but do you happen. love that, that everyone will kind of come back with something different yeah like, yeah, yeah 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 i love it them. exactly yeah. that's yeah. the whole point well, that's really cool. Well, we can't wait to uh, hear more about the EP. Keep us posted cool. as when that's coming yeah, out. Um, so if people want to find out more about you and about the boat gigs, where mm-hmm. can they go? Where can they find you? So still Instagram. Instagram is my best spot. Clara Popel, at Clara Popel Music. Um, yeah, you'll find me everywhere. And if you want to listen to my tracks, then head to Spotify, Clara Popel, and, or Apple Music. I'm everywhere. Amazing. Well, Clara, thanks so much for coming back and seeing us at Alpha Sessions. And hopefully we will have you back in the next few months. It'll be nice to see you again. That'd be great. Thank you. Thank you. Is it the fear of being alone too long? You have lost a part of yourself. You have lost a part of me I can no longer remember. Is it the fear of coming back? Is it the fear of finding yourself too real on the other side? I am so excited, my heart now beating. Is it the dark side? Show me the dark side of your profile. Wayne away into your hot moon Wax bounce into the sun 
explain till my life depends on you. I the only one, I the only one. Wayne away into your heart. Bikes are bouncing to the sun. Slain till my life depends on you. I the only one.